Stick this in your ear. The number one, the number one internet shock radio network. Shock me, shock me, shock me with that deviant behavior. Renegade, Renegade Talk Radio. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is The American Journal. I'm your host, Harrison Smith. Very, very big show we have for you today. We'll be joined by Laura Loomer in the third hour, taking your calls throughout the show. Laura will be here to talk about this national elections officials gathering for a secret Zuckerberg-funded, Soros-tied U.S. election summit, the International Spy Museum, because they're rubbing it in our face at this point. Very excited to talk to her. Uh, Yesterday, I said we'd be joined by some of the family members of the little girl who was assaulted at a Plainview Elementary School. We will be getting into that story and telling you about more of the details and more of the reaction that has developed since yesterday. We'll actually be joined tomorrow by that family member. Uh, had some some scheduling issues, and uh, but we will be we will be joined by her tomorrow, and we will be getting into that story a little bit more today. But let's just begin today, as we do every day, with our daily dispatch. All right, folks, here it is: your daily dispatch for Tuesday, the 9th of May, twenty twenty three. Posts show mall gunmen researched attack and had Nazi tattoos. Yes, folks, it's real. It's real. The Mexican Nazi menace. The man accused of killing eight people and wounding several others in a mass shooting at a suburban Dallas shopping mall researched when it was busiest and posted photos on social media in mid-April of a store near where he ultimately started his attack and ended his attack. These posts are from a Russian social media site suggesting the 33-year-old had been planning the attack for weeks before he stepped out of a silver sedan and opened fire on Saturday. But there are a lot of very suspicious readings of this information, and we'll, we'll get into all of it. We'll show you uh, what's been discovered and also express our well-founded skepticism at everything that has been revealed so far. Again, we'll get into that later in the show. Meanwhile, the Texas border collapse continues. Well, the Mexican border collapse continues. Governor Abbott. Texas National Guard is loading Black Hawk helicopters and C-130s and deploying specially trained soldiers for the Texas Tactical Border Force, who will be deployed to hotspots along the border to help intercept and repel large groups of migrants trying to enter Texas illegally. And of course, the uh, we can go to clip 11 here. Just massive, unrelenting, unimaginable hordes of illegal migrants crossing over the border as we speak. There's another uh, video as well showing Juarez being absolutely overrun by uh, illegal immigrants. So clip number eight here is uh, Juarez, Texas, just a few miles or, well, just right across the border from El Paso. Here you see the very secure border, as the Biden administration would have us believe it. This video recorded yesterday as literally thousands upon thousands of adult military-aged men come storming across the border ahead of the ending of Title 42. Meanwhile, it is uh, Victory Day in Russia. Putin at Red Square. Military parade calls for victory in Ukraine. President Vladimir Putin on Tuesday vowed Russia's military would be victorious in Ukraine and blamed Western countries for the conflict. 
excuse me, comparing the fighting to World War II during a military parade in Red Square. His defiant address was overshadowed by scathing uh, comments by the head of the pro-Kremlin Wagner mercenary group who accused Russia's military of repeated failures in Ukraine. But again, we'll get into his speech as he laid the blame for World War III at the feet of NATO and other Western powers for starting the conflict in Ukraine in the first place. Meanwhile, other international news here. Imran Imran Khan, Pakistan's ex-leader, is arrested. We'll get into this. Probably take a call from Simon from Florida. Get the uh, dirty details of this. Pakistan's ousted Prime Minister Imran Khan was arrested on corruption charges Tuesday in a major escalation of a political crisis that raises the prospect of mass unrest by his supporters, unrest that has already started to come to fruition. Finally, we have this suspect who crashed vehicle into a group of migrants in Texas, killing eight. is identified as George Alvarez. He's a violent repeat offender with an extensive criminal history. He, of course, killed eight and injured ten when he drove his vehicle through a group of migrants that were waiting at a shelter. More on all of these stories on the other side. This Daily Dispatch brought to you by InfoWarsStore.com. It's Tuesday, May 9th, year of our Lord, 2023. And you're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. I think it's time to blow this thing. All right, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The American Journal, Infowars.com, band.video. You know... There's just so much to talk about today. We have a big show for you today. We'll be joined by Laura Loomer, who is on the scene in Washington, D.C. at the International Spy Museum, covering a very disturbing event being held. National election officials gather for secret Zuckerberg-funded Soros-tied election summit, the International Spy Museum. We'll talk to her about what the hell's going on here and how they're planning to Steal elections just from now on. From now on, that's going to be the the norm is stealing the elections. And we'll talk to her about that, taking your phone calls, of course. We'll probably take your phone calls in the third hour today. So much to talk about. You know, on Twitter, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of, Twitter's gotten a lot better since Elon Musk took it over. There's a lot of people out there expressing their spicy takes on whatever the day's latest events are. I find myself increasingly just using Twitter to post jokes, just make fun of it all. Because it seems like at a certain point, there's only only so many ways you can rephrase what we all know to be true. Like how many times, in, in how many ways, in how many different forms can we express the fact that our border is open and that there is a massive invasion going on? It seems like we're at this weird stalling out point where for a long time, I mean, the assumption, I think, at at InfoWars and elsewhere was like, man, if people only knew, people only understood what was going on here, then we could stop it. If we could just get this message out, batter it through the defensive wall of the mainstream media, get it into the consciousness of the American people. Then what's go- you know what's going on is so wrong is so evil that if if only the American people knew then they would stand up and put a stop to it. It's almost like we've gotten to a point where everybody knows, everybody gets it, 
and nobody's doing anything about it. It's like the open border. Everybody knows the border's open. Everybody knows that the people in charge of the border are allowing it to be open. I mean it's it's beyond description at this point. I mean how many times do we have to say it? How many times do we have to express it? How big does the number have to get before people care? I mean the official number at this point is since 2021, since Joe Biden got into office, 6.3 million people have already crossed the border 6.3 million people so that's a greater population than 33 american states in just two years and this is with the title 42 provision in place meaning that that number is about to skyrocket even higher like this isn't a question of a couple hundred thousand, a couple thousand, what six point three million people. Bigger than the population of Los Angeles and Houston, Texas combined. The second and fourth largest cities in the United States. And you see on Twitter, like, you know, people phrasing this in different way, like you just see people sort of trying to get this across in various different forms. It's like we get it. We get – I mean everybody knows this at this point. So what's the next step? Now that everybody knows, how do we organize to put an end to this treason, to put an end to this open invasion of our country funded by our tax dollars, which is sort of the craziest part of all of this? But again, we can just look at just some of the videos from the last few days, clip number 11. Just the nonstop flow of illegals crossing in Brownsville. Let me just play it as, as B-roll here. As you just see people waiting in line, stretching as far as the eye can see. There are bus caravans coming up now from the Darien Gap in Panama. This, of course, uh, here's, us, uh, here's a video in uh, Juarez, which is directly across the Rio Grande from El Paso. And again, you just see hordes, I mean literal, just, just invading hordes of primarily military-aged men. You do see a, a few families in there, the occasional family. And the idea that any of these people qualify for asylum is absurd. There is no major war going on south of the border. There is no – I mean except for like some of the communist countries – that are collapsing and their their people uh, fleeing, but there are no like political purges going on. There's no pogroms taking place. Nobody is fleeing for their lives from governments that are tracking them down because of their race or ethnicity. It, it, these are just economic migrants being funded and carried here, given maps and debit cards and cell phones by either UN groups or Groups run by the American government or groups run by NGOs funded by the likes of George Soros. I mean it's just a full-on invasion. And the question is like do people know and, and just don't care? Do they not realize the true scale of this? Is it even worth it to keep talking about this or are we at a point now where we have to do something because clearly nothing is being done and we can – you know, go to some of these videos of the Biden administration talking about this stuff. And it's, it's hard to even put into words how, uh, 
utterly backwards it all is. But of course, the DHS secretary, Mayorkas, just about every day is going on TV and telling everybody that the border is perfectly secure. Let's go now to clip number 16. Is our border secure? Our border is secure. Border is secure because we are maximizing our resources to deliver the most effective results to our border with the most extraordinary workforce in the world. Okay, that's a lie, so thank you. Thank you for that. The border has never been secure while the Biden administration has been in office, and that is by design because these people are traitors and are selling out our country from underneath us. I mean this is the great replacement if you want to put it that way, Um, but there's no arguing that. There's no like – there's no arguing that this isn't happening. They're just – and I should have grabbed the clip. We had it last week. Maybe we can find it where Alejandro Mayorkas defines what he means by secure border. He's asked during a Sunday show, you know, you keep saying the border is secure. What does that mean to you? He's like, well, what it means to me is we're doing what we can with the resources that we have. Like that's not what secure means, even remotely. That is an entirely different definition of, of something else Completely, but also, you know, you have to ask, like, what is their intention? If their intention is an orderly invasion, then sure, the border is secure in that the people crossing the border are doing so politely, I guess. They're doing so with the cooperation of the authorities in America to do this. Nothing like this has ever happened in history. I'm, I'm fairly certain nothing even remotely like this has ever happened until the last, like, 10 years. Because it, it did happen in Europe. It is happening in America. They are using the same excuses. It is the same people carrying out this operation. We can go down to clip number 14, or just a little side-by-side, the Biden administration talking about the border and then the border itself. Let's watch. It is my testimony that the border is secure. We have a secure border and that that is a priority for any nation, including ours and our administration. We have taken unprecedented action over the past year and a half to secure our border. And we have a process in place to manage migrants at the border. We're working to make sure it's safe and orderly and humane. The border is closed. We agree that uh, the border is secure. We're executing a comprehensive strategy to secure our borders. The border is secure. How many times do I have to just lie directly to our faces as open treason is carried out on our southern border? What do we do? That's the call I'm, I'm giving out to the InfoWarriors. InfoWars is known for being tomorrow's news today. InfoWars is known for having 98% accuracy on average. InfoWars is known as being a game changer, and our products are not any different. Two amazing products that I really want you to try if you've never tried them, or if you've been a regular buyer of them, they've been sold out for a long time, they're back in stock, I want to remind you you are now back in stock, are the Real Red Pill Plus and Ultimate Bone Broth. I don't have time in 60 seconds to tell you about all the ingredients, but believe me, you want to go research, you want to go check out Real Red Pill Plus and Ultimate Bone Broth, 
back in stock, but they're selling out quick. And despite the fact they're selling out, they're both discounted. In fact, Real Red Pill Plus is 40% off right now. But in a week or so, it's going to go back to full price. It's about to sell out. This is your chance to experience Real Red Pill Plus and Ultimate Bone Broth exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com or by calling toll-free 888-253-3139. Thank you for your support. The dynamic duo is finally back in stock. I got to say, Batman is the triiodine X3, and Robin is the ultimate krill oil. These two things together synergistically do things to your cells and your body and your heart and your lungs and your arteries and your veins and just everything. They are incredible. The triiodine is essential to live. The ultimate krill oil does amazing things to your brain, your whole body. I love the dreams it gives me if I take a couple capsules before I go to bed. These are amazing products. They're both back in stock. One is 40% off. The other is 25% off. You need to experience X3 finally back in stock. Sold out for more than six months at InfoWarsTore.com. And I would particularly advise you to experience it with the Ultimate Krill Oil. These things together are amazing. They are synergistic. X3 Ultimate Krill Oil. Back in stock. InfoWarsTore.com. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, folks. This is The American Journal. Infowarsstore.com is where you go to support us. X3 is back in stock. Turbo Force Plus, I believe, is still 25% off. Incredible energy supplement. So many great gifts and shirts and movies and water filters, air filters. So much great stuff at InfoWarsStore.com. Do your shopping with the good guys. Keep us on the air. Keep us in the fight as we again try to evolve into the next level of this conflict. I think the awareness, the awakening has in a large part broken through and maybe people just haven't had the the dots connected yet like when you put these things in individual little pockets maybe the excuses of tyrannical treasonous psychopaths at the top make a little bit of sense but when you see them all laid out in a you know panoramic view these little excuses stop making sense i'm thinking in this case of the immigration crisis that's happening around the world. If you look at just Europe, you see wars in Syria and you see people moving through. I mean, even then, it doesn't really make sense to apply for asylum. You should be able to go to the first safe country and then announce yourself there, whereas most people in Europe right now, having fled from the Middle East, shouldn't even say fled, having left from the Middle East, didn't stop in, in the first safe country, they went to wherever the, the handouts are the biggest and kept going, right? All the people crossing the English Channel, they aren't fleeing from France, right? They originally started in Mozambique or something and, and are uh, making their way to where they think they can get the most money. I mean, they're just straight-up economic migrants. But regardless, if you take the mainstream media at their word, you could see the wars in the Middle East and go, okay, yeah, they're – Coming into Europe, hey, it's an emergency. It's a, it's a crisis after all. we got to deal with it. But then you see exactly the same thing happening at the southern border of America. 
again, if you just saw the southern border of America, again, you know, the numbers, the, the people asking for asylum, like it, none of it makes any sense at all. But if you're just a mainstream media viewer, if you're a normie that just sees the updates that are pushed to your phone and don't ask any questions about it, and maybe it makes sense. Yeah, there's some people crossing the southern border. Always have been. It's just the same old, same old. But when you see all of these things happening together, when you see this taking place across the world using different excuses, different reasonings, different crises, but they all have exactly the same outcome, you should really start to ask questions. And you should really – I mean I want to know when is enough enough. I mean is 6.3 million? That's not enough apparently. Is 10 million enough? Is 20 million enough? I mean, there's no shortage of people, billions of people in Africa and South America, in the Middle East, Southeast Asia, literally billions of people. Is a billion people enough? I mean, when do we stop this? When is enough enough? When will people actually care about this? And by the time they care about it, will it be too late to actually do anything to reverse this process? We just see the caravans, busloads of people being shipped into the United States. Again, funded, carried by the UN, by your own tax dollars. And then you're told that any sort of concern about this makes you a white supremacist and a conspiracy theorist and a Nazi. You believe the great replacement theory? Why? Because tens of millions of people are being brought into your country while your own people are suffering the greatest collapse in birth rates in all of human history. So you think you're being replaced? What, just because in three generations there will be no more of you and there will be millions upon millions of foreigners living in the country that your ancestors built, you think you're being replaced? <laughs> okay, go back to Germany in the 30s, okay? There's no, there's no room for your self-preservation here. I think it has a lot to do with the psycho, psychochemical attack that we've been under for a while, and we'll get to some graphs that illustrate that in just a little while. We'll go to one more video here about the immigration issue. This clip number 15, a Brownsville, uh, Brownsville Texas resident. And again, you know, you just got to feel sorry for, for these people making a, a heartfelt and you know, truly humble request of the Biden administration that they just try for once to to think about the victims and all of this, just a plea to listen to the innocent American citizen who's having their lives in their city torn apart by their programs, which is a lot like asking a rabid dog or some sort of venomous snake to, you know, consider how it, it hurts when they bite you. Like they don't care. They don't care in the slightest. So you know, it's kind of sad to know that we live in a country like this. It's almost sadder knowing that there are still people out there that are like, if I just appeal to them, if I just appeal to their humanity, if they just understood how much they were hurting me, they wouldn't do this anymore. Now, they know exactly what they're doing, folks. They, this is part of a plan, and they're just getting started. You think they care that they – destroy your city or your town or your state or your country they want you dead they want you and your entire lineage to not only be dead but then then be erased from the history books right 
just your i mean again i I don't know people just think it's like everybody they're all just doing their best there's never been any evidence that they're doing their best and there's never been any instance especially in the recent past that reasonable good faith arguments against their plans will have any effect i mean just look at covid covid's like the best example of like they will mask your child they will destroy your business they will send an armored car to point a gun at you threaten you with death for daring to try to stay open and and make a couple bucks during this pandemic i mean the brutality, the inhumanness, the lack of empathy that these people are able to not just express themselves as the elite and the and the you know manufacturers of this crisis is unspeakable. So let's go now to clip number fifteen. A poor Brownsville, Texas resident, making a plea that will go utterly unheard and rejected to Alejandro Mayorkas. Had you had an opportunity to speak directly to Secretary Mayorkas, what would you have said to him? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, I would ask him if he even cares about us, because I have to take my son to school, um, whose his school is kind of in the middle of this, and it's it's cruel to not have a plan in place for all of the people you're supposed to represent and then yet you're bringing thousands more over and then you have the audacity to lie to the American people about it who are having to live in this daily? It's unacceptable. He keeps talking about humanity and being compassionate and cutting out the cartel and it's just lip service. And it's almost even less than that. And, you know, just picture Alejandro Mayorkas' face. Like, you have somebody sitting there going, what about us? You're supposed to represent us, and, and I, I don't feel safe bringing my son to school anymore. And he's just like, the border is secure. He does that thing where he looks down his nose at whoever he's talking to and just says, the border is secure. We're doing a great job. It's just like, we're just going to sit here and take it? We're just going to keep taking this? Iodine is naturally acquired through the soil, which is at the foundation of our entire food supply. Modern farming techniques have stripped the soil of this essential trace element, which has caused an iodine deficiency in about half the population. And there are two things we need to do about it. We need to practice more regenerative farming. There are plenty of proven technologies in permaculture and biodynamics that will naturally keep the soil rich with iodine. And we need to ensure that we get the sufficient amount of iodine every day. Derived from ancient sea salts found thousands of feet below the Earth's surface, our InfoWars Life Survival Shield X3 is hands down the best. Pure nascent iodine, stabilized in an activated triiodine form for a healthy thyroid and a healthy metabolism. Get yours now at InfoWarsStore.com. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. Taking a record of the hearts and minds of the American people, it's the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is the American Journal. InfoWarsStore.com is where you go to support everything that we do here. Still a lot to cover in today's program. 
We'll be joined by Laura Loomer in the next hour. She is on scene at the International Spy Museum where Zuckerberg and Soros are holding a national elections gathering in order to solidify their highly publicized takeover of the election system that occurred in 2020 and allowed for the questionable results that we've been living with ever since. We're also going to be talking about climate change geoengineering technologies that are already literally destroying the weather here in Austin. It's a noticeable difference. And again, you just it's another thing where it's just like <laughs> I don't I don't know what we do about this. I mean, for years we tried to sound the alarm telling people that they were manipulating the weather, geoengineering, spraying heavy metals and other toxic particulates into the atmosphere with chemtrails. Of course, it became a watchword for conspiracy theorists, an absurd notion that nobody would believe that any sense. Of course, it was actually going on the whole time, but now they're just doing it. Now they're like pretending it's a good thing. I mean, that's the wheel of conspiracy, as we always talks about. Ever turning goes from that's not happening, you're crazy, to maybe it's happening, but not to the scale and at the degree to which you're saying it is to, okay, it is happening and it's a good thing. And if you're against it, you're the conspiracy theorist. So, I mean, it makes sense that we're in this cycle and it follows everything, but you know, you you point to something, you go, they're spraying heavy metals in the air. They're changing the weather. They're destroying the climate. They're messing with like the, the health of the earth itself in a way that is totally untested, unprecedented, and cannot be easily reversed. You point to the sky and you go, look at these chemtrails. These are not natural. These are – this is airplane spraying things. You go, you're crazy. There's no way. And you can pull out an article and go, no, look, it's called Making Sunsets. It's a company that's announced they're doing it. And they're just like, oh, OK. All right, cool. Well, that's – OK. That's fine then. Uh, So I don't know. I don't know what you do when the evil people are doing the most evil things you can possibly imagine, destroying the lives of God knows how many people spending just billions of dollars, your money, to open the border and release criminals and drive up the murder rate and make your neighborhood unsafe and literally steal the blue sky from you as places that were formerly nice weather areas, areas with a decent, moderate climate uh, will just be fog-shrouded, dismal places from now on. Like, if they can take the sun from you and they can take the sky from you and they can take, you know, being able to see mountains in the distance from you and you don't do anything about it and they just do it to your face. Like, I I don't know, I don't know how many more people we have to tell about this because they're just doing it. So, I mean, we have to stop them. We have to organize and and desperately try to solve this peacefully. We're really in a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. Now, I'm going to get into a story now. We will be covering more extensively tomorrow. We had to reschedule the family member of the little girl at the center of this event. She'll be on with us tomorrow. And this story involves so many trends that we've seen in the recent past all sort of coalescing on this one event happened in Plainville, uh, Plainview, Texas, Plainview ISD. 
It has to do with the grooming, with the sexualization of children. It has to do with the failure of schools to uphold even the most basic safety for their students of the of the trend that we've seen increasingly in the recent past of your children are not your children, of we know better than you, we'll take care of your children better than you, the parents, because we're the teachers, we're the authorities, we're in the establishment, we've been trained on critical race theory and education psychology. So we know better than you. And then when the rubber hits the road, you find out where their priorities really lie and you find out they're willing and actually do in practice subject children to the most brutal and inhuman practices to save their own skin and allow really horrifying victimization to take place and cover it up. So as it doesn't reflect poorly on them, they're willing to sacrifice your children for their own reputation. We'll go to a video here. As a Twitter user uh, posted this, I'll find the Twitter user's name in just a second, but I think she does a good job of summarizing the events, and we'll get into some of the overarching themes embedded in this on the other side. Let's go to clip number seven. There's a call to action The hashtag being used to spread the story, hashtag hidden in plain view. Let's watch a little breakdown of this story. This is a call to action, y'all. I'm sure you've heard about the little first grade six-year-old girl that was assaulted by two of her classmates in plain view, Texas. Um, She was assaulted under the table by one male student while another male student videoed it on a school-issued iPad. And I will give you a disclaimer. This post is extremely, extremely disturbing to hear and to even speak. But one of the little boys pulled the girl under the table, took out his private parts and put it in the young girl's mouth while the other boy filmed it and the teacher was in the room. The school did not inform the little girl's legal guardian of any of this and they were aware of it. And it wasn't until her guardians noticed certain behaviors that they brought it to the attention of the school. They noticed this young girl had stopped eating. She was having nightmares. She was wetting the bed, which hasn't happened in years. So eventually, this little girl got brave enough to tell one of her family members. And her family member asked her, you know, why didn't you say anything? And she stated that she had, but she was not believed. Now, this incident happened 10 days prior to the legal guardians bringing this to the school's attention. And when they did, the school said that it had been reported to law enforcement and CPS, and they couldn't speak about the situation at all. 
So come to find out the legal guardians of this little girl questioned the school and it was uncovered that the school just reported it to the school's law enforcement, not the city's law enforcement. It was also uncovered that the little boy that filmed on the school iPad had also brought his dad's phone to school, which was full of pornography. And this, it just gets more and more heartbreaking, y'all. So Plainview ISD has a school board meeting on May 18th. And the family of this victim is asking anyone in the area, if you can make it, to come lend your support and stand in protest of how this entire incident was handled. Uh, there's also a Give, Send, Go account where you can uh, donate if you can't show up in person. That will go to cover the cost of signs, the materials for protests, and actually to donate to independent journalists that want to cover this case to give national attention to it. So I'm just asking anyone who's able to make it in the North Texas area, even if you're not in North Texas, you want to take a little road trip on May 18th to go lend your support to this family, to this little girl. Um, this is just a travesty. And she... This video is by the real political savvy life. at Patriot underscore savvy on Twitter. Uh, it gets worse. There are some twists to this story. Stay with us. Ladies and gentlemen, the truth, the solution is laying right there in front of you, hidden in plain view. Please listen to me in the next 60 seconds. If you go to Wikipedia, it has links to the UN Zone website where they admit the number one cause of cognitive disability in the world is iodine deficiency. The number one preventable cause of intellectual disability is lack of real pure iodine in the body as they bomb us with the bad halogens, bromine, bromide, chlorine, and so much more. Upwards of 2 billion people in a Lancet Medical Journal study in 2007, worldwide have cognitive disabilities because they don't have high-quality iodine. Most iodine is bound to other elements. You don't absorb it. We have X3, all three types of the good iodine together that supercharges your body. X3 is now back in stock at InfoWarsTore.com. It's being sold out for over six months for 25% off. X3, back in stock. Take action now. InfoWarsTore.com. I have been in a 28-year marathon battle with a globalist. I have come from nowhere to the very heights of politics, not just in America, but in the world. We are engaging the globalists at point blank range in the information war. But I don't deserve the credit. Yes, I've persevered, but the listeners and viewers who support InfoWars are the real reason you've had the success. We're having now the greatest victories in the fight against the new world order we've ever had. We are now entering the final mile of the marathon. And that's why today it's more important than ever to realize how important you've been in this fight and to continue in the efforts you've been carrying out and to intensify them. God bless you all. I salute you. I thank you. And I beg you to intensify what you're doing now because we are over the target and history is happening. The fight is my fight. It's your fight. It's our fight. God bless you all. Listening to the American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Hashtag hidden in plain view is how the story is being spread on social media. 
whether it's TikTok videos by the family of the little girl who's the victim in all of this, or on Instagram and Twitter, hashtag hidden in plain view. Because, of course, the mainstream media is not uh, championing this or even discussing it, really. But the story has so is, – is the culmination of so many different trends that we've seen across the nation in the recent past, including the sexualization of children, the introduction at way too young of an age of mature sexual content, including – Hardcore pornography that the liberals are really desperate to keep in elementary school classrooms and libraries. Accuse you of being a book burner and a Nazi. If you say, hey, maybe don't show the cartoon porn to my first grader. Yeah, you're the bad guy in that situation. But of course, it also has to do with, in coordination with that, the trend of the authorities saying that they know what's good for your children better than you do they're the ones with the child psychology degrees after all they're the ones who are paid forty thousand dollars a year and given a three-month vacation to run papers through a, a scantron reader so i mean they clearly care and love about your child more than you do despite the fact that you've given everything to them the story Haley Kennington wrote at the Publica, lays out all the details. Texas school covered up sexual assault of a six-year-old girl by fellow uh, students. Parents demand answers. You just heard the breakdown of the story from at Patriot underscore Savvy on Twitter. She broke down sort of the event and what happened. But I want to try to explain what's happened since then and try to get across you know, how all of this occurred. And I guess the best way to do it is just put yourself in the shoes of this little girl's family, the girl's parental guardian is her grandmother, and luckily this little girl is surrounded by what looks like a very involved and concerned family structure that's actually fighting for her. Thank God she has that because otherwise she would just be a helpless victim in the hands of the school authorities who seem to be doing everything they can to subject this little girl to trauma and give her no resources to deal with it. So again, as, as the daughter's family, the girl is sexually assaulted by her fellow classmates in a classroom with her teacher in the classroom. I'm not sure that was mentioned in the In the wrap-up we just watched, the teacher was actually in the classroom. She just didn't notice what was going on because she was listening to calming music on her headphones. She's got a teacher that's sitting in this classroom with a bunch of first graders. One of them is being forcibly grabbed and pulled under a table and then being forced to perform oral sex on another student. The teacher doesn't notice because she's listening to calming music on her headphones. But you don't hear about that. They don't tell you. They don't call you and say, hey, there's been an incident. Something's happened. You know, your daughter's been the victim. They don't tell the parents anything. They keep it all internal. They do not tell the parents or the parental guardians or any of the family members what happened. And you have to think they either insinuated or, or straight up told the little girl not to say anything because the little girl doesn't say anything either. The family just happens to notice 
that the little girl is starting to show signs of trauma of some sort. She starts wetting the bed and starts having nightmares that she can't explain, starts not eating as well, and having a number of other issues. So they think, well, it seems like something's going on here. The little girl finally sort of starts to tell them what's going on. They reach out to the school. The school says, well, we're handling it internally, but we'll get back to you. We'll call you. We'll tell you what's going on. They never call back, so the parents actually have to go to the school, and the school administration like tries to avoid them and tries not to tell them what's going on. They have to like force their way into the school to demand answers about this. It turns out the little girl uh, not only has the students that assaulted – I'd go so far as to say raped this little girl – were never removed from the classroom. So for the the week that the parents didn't know this had occurred, she's being forced to sit next to the kids who abused her, who I'm sure, you know, were gleeful about the fact that they got away with this, right? They did this thing. They weren't punished. And then the little girl is forced to shut up and just live with it. Now what happened was they reported it to CPS, Child Protection Services who took it on as an investigation, apparently. But because it wasn't law enforcement that it was reported to, I mean, I guess this is the way it works. So if you have a law enforcement officer, a police officer interrogating a child, then legally you have to allow the guardian or some sort of parental figure to be in with the kid because you can't have you know, some first-grade girl being interrogated by the police without some sort of adult there to help guide her and, and comfort her and you know, help her to tell the truth or whatever. But if you do it through CPS, then those rules go out the window. And so this little girl was interrogated by apparently two adult males who were not from the school or from the school district, I guess. They interrogate this little girl by herself. And again, she this has to be like like coaxed out a little girl like they're like what's going on did they ask you a question a little girl like doesn't want to talk about it because she feels bad because she feels she feels like she did something wrong having been forcibly grabbed and pulled under a table and the craziest thing about this and and we'll get into it when we have the family member on tomorrow is the fact that in trying to get just really basic information about this they kept being told by the principal, like, I'm not, I'm not allowed, I'm not authorized to give you that information. You know, kind of like when you try to get something done through some massive corporation, try to get a refund for something that you bought from, from some major corporate conglomerate. Like, you can't talk to anybody. Nobody can tell you anything. Nobody's authorized to do the thing you need them to do. It's this just dehumanization of the school system at this point where – the parents of a little girl who was abused and assaulted are not told any details, not just like, oh, we can't show you the video because it's technically child pornography. Oh, yeah, that's the other part of it. It was filmed on an iPad. And the parents are like, where is the video? Was the video sent anywhere? Is the iPad still here? Like, what is going on? And there's like, we can't tell you, and we're not going to tell you, and we don't have to tell you. But in the meantime, your daughter will still be sitting next to the little boys who did it to her. And feeling like she's the one who did something bad after all of it. So again, the story's at thepublica.com by Haley Kennington. But it gets 
again, even crazier because when the family learned about this, they realized this wasn't right and they realized that they exhausted all of their official abilities. In other words, they went to the chain of authority. They went to the superintendent. They went to the district chief. They went to law enforcement and were stonewalled and blocked at every level, told nothing, given no resources, totally disrespected and ignored while this little girl is suffering. So they said, all right, we're going we're gonna to have a protest. Because people were learning about this. They were finding out about it. Again, thank God this little girl had a big family, has a big family that is willing to fight for her and not you know, take shut up as an answer, not just go away quietly. Again, I mean, how many times has this happened before with less concerned family members who don't notice that the little kid is going through trauma, don't dig into what's going on? I mean, how easy would it be for the school to totally and utterly cover this up, have it never come out at all but luckily these parents and these guardians did fight and they went and did a demonstration with their friends and family and neighbors to demand answers and demand that something be done and demand that media actually pay attention to this and mainstream media is not paying attention to it of course but because the parents staged a protest because they carried signs and walked around demanding answers for this the Plainview ISD School district canceled classes claiming, quote, threats of violence. They called the FBI and the DPS on the parents and the concerned citizens for demanding answers. They said they received threats of violence that were extremely concerning. So they didn't call the police when a little girl was assaulted by her fellow classmates. They didn't report that to the Department of Public Safety or the FBI. But when the parents tried to get answers, they're the terrorists. So again, even if you are the actual victim of policies and you're just asking for answers now you're on the fbi watch list now you'll be blamed for threats of violence that might not even exist but if they do obviously have nothing to do with what you want which is the just full story about what happened to your daughter and again we're going to continue this on the other side in the first five minutes before we welcome uh, laura loomer because it, it gets even crazier if you can believe it more to come stay with us the dynamic duo is finally back in stock. I gotta say, Batman is the triiodine X3, and Robin is the ultimate krill oil. These two things together synergistically do things to your cells and your body and your heart and your lungs and your arteries and your veins and just everything. They are incredible. The triiodine is essential to live. The ultimate krill oil does amazing things to your brain, your whole body. I love the dreams it gives me, but I take a couple capsules before I go to bed. These are amazing products. They're both back in stock. One is 40% off. The other is 25% off. You need to experience X3 finally back in stock. Sold out for more than six months at InfoWarsTore.com, and I would particularly advise you to experience it with the Ultimate Krill Oil. These things together are amazing. They are synergistic. X3, Ultimate Krill Oil, back in stock, InfoWarsStore.com. You're tuned in to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at Band.video. All right, welcome back, folks. We'll be joined by Laura Loomer very shortly here. I just want to continue with this coverage of the hashtag Hidden in Plain View scandal at Plainview Elementary School here in Plain uh, in Plainview, Texas. Of course, this is not 
the first time in the last month that this has happened. You may remember this story. Portsmouth School investigating sexual incident involving second graders. This is from April 7th. So just last month, students reportedly took part in inappropriate behavior of sexual nature inside of a classroom, school says. Three second graders facing disciplinary action after they were reportedly involved in, quote, inappropriate behavior of a sexual nature at Hodges Manor, uh, Hodges Manor Elementary last week, according to a spokesperson with Portsmouth Public Schools. Her son received oral sex from a female classmate while in the classroom and that an instructional assistant was also in the classroom when this happened, but the school has not confirmed those details. So again, this is – this was in Portsmouth, Virginia, where pretty much exactly the same thing happened where you had second graders in this instance performing oral sex on one another in a classroom against the will of the female participant. We're probably going to see this happen more and more as, again – the first graders and second graders are given instruction manuals telling them how to do this and saying it's a it's a good thing and how much fun it is not really taking into account how utterly and horrifically traumatizing it is for the little girls to then be subject to this the story from plainville plainview goes like this little girls assaulted in the classroom while while the teacher is there that in and of itself is not an isolated incident as that girl had been subjected to multiple instances of sexual harassment by the same students who were involved in then forcing her to perform the sex act and then filming it on an iPad while several other students stood around and cheered and the teacher ignored them while listening to so-called soothing music on her set, on her headphones. Previously, one of the students had exposed himself to the little girl and either another student or that same student had brought a phone filled with pornography to show to all of his fellow first graders an event that according to the little girl the teacher knew about but did nothing to stop didn't confiscate the phone and just ignored it was going on so you have repeated instances of sexual harassment of this little girl by her fellow students culminating in this forced sex act in the classroom the parents are not told law enforcement is not told the little girl doesn't even talk about it until the parents notice she's showing signs of trauma they ask her about it they get the story out of her finally figure out what's going on they go to the school school stonewalls them tell them they're not telling them anything tell them they've given it over to cps and they're dealing with it they're doing the investigation nothing is being done about it in the meantime and the little girl feels like it's her fault and feels guilty for you know being at the center of all of this the parents get annoyed because they're not getting any answers not getting any respect not being told anything so they you know, get family and friends together and try to get media attention to try to put some pressure on the school district to actually be treated like human beings. In response to that, the Plainville ISD reports them to the FBI and calls them terrorists. And the situation is now being held handled by the counterterrorism uh, division of the Texas Department of Public Safety. So again – Student violated, parents stonewalled and not told about it. They demand answers. The school district then calls them terrorists and reports them to the FBI and says, we don't feel safe because we're receiving threats, despite the fact that having followed this story, nobody involved has ever even made the slightest threat. Everybody's literally just demanding answers and desperately trying to ask what's going on.
Here's the latest update to this. The district released a statement Monday at 4.34 p.m. on the ongoing situation. PISD is currently working with the FBI, and the case has also been submitted to the Hale County District Attorney's Office. The timeline of classes resuming is dependent on the Texas Education Agency and Department of Public Safety's Intelligence and Counterterrorism Division. The district is working with those two entities to assess the containment and continued viability of threats of violence made statewide and nationally against South Elementary and PISD educators. Once we receive feedback from both entities, we'll decide on when classes may continue. The district statement reads. Want to know what happened when your kid was sexually assaulted in school? Well, now you're a terrorist. You're watching The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. All right, folks, uh, we, we've moved uh, Laura Loomer back. She'll be joining us in the third hour, meaning we'll be taking your calls this hour. There's still so much to talk about. But again, it's like I feel like I have an obligation to talk about this because nobody else is. In the mainstream media, even in the alternative media, I've seen very little about this. But the people involved, the activists and the family of this little girl are, are so active and uh, – really doing a great job of pushing this out there so whatever i can do to support them and if you want to support them there is a give send go it's called hidden in plain view give send go.com slash hidden underscore in underscore plain view as they're trying to uh, get assistance for this and again i think it's important because because people are still fooled by by this it's it's really kind of hard to explain but the what do you do? What do you do if something happens to your daughter and the school district won't tell you what it was, won't do anything about it? The boys that did it to your daughter are allowed to sit next to her the next day and for the next week and a half in school. I mean, what do you do? You go to the authorities, they do nothing. You go to the principal, they stonewall you with like bureaucratic doublespeak where there's like, I'm not authorized to give you that information. You're trying to connect to them as a human being. You're saying, this is my daughter. Don't you understand that like I need to know what's going on? I, I need to know how to support my girl. I need like help me out here. Have some empathy for me. And they're just like, I'm sorry. I'm not authorized to give you that information. So what do you do? Well, you go to the authority above them. You go to the superintendent. Well, you're stonewalled there. Nobody's willing to tell you anything. Nobody's willing to do anything about it. Meanwhile, the investigation is taking place, meaning they're like taking your daughter out of class without telling you, taking her to a room by herself, sitting her in a room with two adult men who then question her about the event and force her to respond to the claims of the little boy in the event who, of course, was like, oh, she wanted to. She liked it. She smiled when she did it. And they just, like, sit this little girl down all by herself, these two grown men, and are like, well, they, he said you liked it, though. Did you like it? Did you smile when it happened? I mean, just utterly horrific. So what do you do? What do you do when the entire authority structure is arrayed against you? What do you do when they don't tell you anything, when they stonewall you completely, when they treat you like – you're nobody, like you're nothing, like they're willing to traumatize your little girl for life to save their own butts because they don't want negative press about this taking place in their school district. They care more about their reputation and keeping their name clean than about the mental health of a child that they've allowed to be attacked in their school. What do you do? What do you do? Do you protest? Well, not in this America. 
Not anymore. You try to get media attention, media doesn't care. They cover it up as well because they understand. They understand that this has to do with the rest of the national conversation about introducing sexual activity to young kids, about transgenderism, and about taking children away from their parents because the authorities disagree with the way the parents are raising them. We played the audio last week of a hospital administrator telling the parents of a child, like, you either let her transition or the state's going to take her away. You can either love her in the way that we've made her, in the way that we've indoctrinated her, and in the ideology of self-destruction and death that we've forced on her. You either accept that and go along with it or we'll take your daughter away. All right, so they understand that all of these national instances, I mean, you look at Loudoun County, uh, Loudoun County, right? Similar situation there where they're trying to pass a trans bathroom rule and lo and behold, a high school girl is raped by a fellow high school classmate in a transgender bathroom. They realize, oh, that's really bad media. If that story gets out, it'll really go against the policy that we're trying to implement. So better to let the girl suffer, better to let the victimizer better to let the perpetrator of this rape go on to rape another girl which he did than deal with the bad press that we might get from the exposure of the reality of the policies that we're implementing so what do you do okay you hold a protest you you go to the media well then the school says we're receiving threats of violence and they report that to the FBI, and it gets picked up by the counterterrorism unit who places you under investigation for trying to ask questions. And you know, it's a, it's a situation you see over and over and over again in America these days where they do something that severely hurts, harms, and injures the American people. The American people, totally apolitically – I have no idea what the politics of this little girl's family is. It has nothing to do with what's going on. But the people who are actually victimized by the policy – try to stand up for themselves, and the entire establishment comes together to demonize those people, say they're being violent, say they're you know, causing fear, and so now you know, we can't give any answers because, well, because you're, you're mad that we hurt you. We hurt you, now you're mad, now because you're mad that we hurt you, now we feel unsafe and we get protection even though you were withheld that protection. I mean, the same thing happened in East Palestine, Ohio, right? Train explodes, poisoning an entire area, killing dogs and chickens, forcing people out of their homes. Finally, the corporation that ran the train does a press conference, is going to do a press conference. People are like, good, we'll get some answers finally. We'll be able to talk to these people who did this to us. And then the corporation goes, actually, you know, we feel unsafe holding a press conference. We feel unsafe doing public answer time so we're actually going to not do it we're not going to do it because we feel unsafe now that we've hurt you and that makes you that makes you mad well now we can't give you any answers we can't give you any help because we feel unsafe it happens over and over and over again it's sick and it's going to increasingly happen as the trend continues of people in place of authority whether it's elementary school or the school district itself or the hospitals uh who are all telling themselves, we know better than you what's good for your child. We have the authority. We therefore have the right to abuse your child in whatever way we want. And if you stand up against us, now you're the terrorist and we will report you as what has happened is now being handled by the Intelligence and Counterterrorism Unit, apparently, 
these family members of an assaulted child desperately asking for answers are now considered terrorists. And the craziest part of all of it is people are falling for it. This is a post from Sarah Fields at Sarah is Censored on Twitter. She posted a what looks like a Facebook post from someone named Justice DeLeon. De says, I'm speaking on this because I'm tired of people. It's hashtag save the teacher and hashtag save our children because look at what your 10 minutes of fame started. We're no longer safe to go to school anywhere in Plainview. Do you know how scary that is? Not just for us, but for our babies. Your kids are no longer safe. You made them a target. So now she's yelling. This is a like I guess a teacher at this or a, a parent at this elementary school who is believing what the school district says. So in other words, if you're attacked, if you're assaulted, just shut up and take it. I mean that's sort of the theme that we're seeing across America right now. If there's a crazy homeless man threatening you in the subway, you sit there and take it. If there's somebody shoplifting and and bankrupting your store you have to sit there and take it if you try to stop them you're going to get shot or you're going to get arrested if you try to defend yourself from the maniac attacker trying to rob you or stab you on the subway well if you don't just sit there and take it you're going to be the victim of a lynch mob you're going to be the one facing murder charges and going away for 30 years so just sit there and take it if your daughter is assaulted in elementary school and you want to ask questions about it you better not you better just sit there and take it just sit there and be a victim of the system be a victim of the authority's willingness to sacrifice you your family your safety your child's innocence her mental health for the rest of her life they're willing to sacrifice that for their own reputation so you sit there and take it or else you are the terrorist and not only will the authorities come after you not only will the fbi launch investigations about you the media will ignore you and they'll pick up the claims of the people who did this to you, people who victimize you will then be championed by the media, will get the support of the authorities. Then you'll even have random people believing that and going, oh my God, our school district's unsafe now because you dared to ask questions, because you dared to try to get answers about the assault that was withheld and kept hidden from you in Plainview, Texas. Hashtag hidden in Plainview. We're going to keep covering this and we're going to keep demanding answers to all this. Nationwide, not just in plain view. This is happening across the country. This is just one of many instances. But first, nobody rides for free. We can't stay on air. We can't pay for the massive servers. We can't pay for all the software and all the infrastructure and the satellite uplinks without your support. And I want to hire more reporters. I want to send them around the country and the world again. I don't want to just stay on air, which we've stabilized or able to do right now. I want to be able to expand. So I want to thank you all for keeping us on air. I want to thank you for your prayers, your word of mouth an information war and i want to encourage you to go to infowarstore.com and get the very best products turbo force plus is new and improved even better 10 hours clean energy turbo force plus now in a canister stronger and even more product infowarstore.com back in stock ultimate bone prop sold out for over two years just didn't get the ingredients we got it reformulated even better infowarstore.com we're selling out right now the first run of Diet Force. A bunch of natural compounds help you lose weight. Naturally, it's so easy. Diet Force, InfoWarsStore.com. 1776 testosterone boost. InfoWarsStore.com. Our world is so full of hype. We are force-fed dehumanizing propaganda by the corporate media, by the controlled churches and the universities. And why is this the case? Because we innately, by God, have been given the keys to our own minds, our own psyches, our own souls. 
And by connecting to God, we can empower ourselves and transcend the, quote, fallen or sinful state. So the chemicals that we ingest and, and all the things that we try to bring into our bodies to, to, to change who we are are only lowering us. They're only making us more depressed. In the end, they're only making us less fulfilled. It is only by going within and really making that connection to God that we can truly empower ourselves. That's why the globalists bombard us with toxins and chemicals to block us getting the normal vitamins and minerals and trace elements our bodies need to be healthy and to be able to basically reach out beyond the third dimension. And that's where the incredible products come in at InfoWarsStore.com. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back, folks. We're joined in the third hour by Laura Loomer. Uh, I'll go ahead and open up the phone lines for your calls right now. We'll take your calls throughout the rest of the show. The number to dial is 1-877-789-2539. 1-877-789-2539. Now, since yesterday, the Allen Mall shooting has taken, some, it's taken an interesting turn, an interesting twist. And I've got some – I'm just going to outsource my interpretation of this to a bunch of posts I've seen on Twitter that, that really sum up what we're dealing with here. But in case you haven't heard, the supposed Russian-language social media site of this shooter was found, and it's, it's very odd. It's a social media site I've never heard of and nobody I know has ever heard of. It's a Russian language media site apparently where he had zero followers and not a single one of his posts got shared or liked by anybody. So apparently he was keeping this as like an online diary that was public and he posts all sorts of Nazi stuff and like weird uh, creepy things. Apparently there are Mexican Nazis, which which, which I was aware of, but also what (laughs) – (laughs) What? It's very weird. It's very bizarre. But this was discovered by a researcher with the firm Bellingcat. And a lot of people are pretty skeptical about this. I'm not the only one to look at this and go, what? What is this? How do we know any of this is, is legit and what is going on exactly? A lot of skepticism out there. Of course, my reading of this is that it seems like the dude is sort of just a – was sort of just a typical like edgy like school shooter type that instead of being obsessed with serial killers, was obsessed with Nazis because he saw them as the ultimate evil and he loved evil. It's literally what he says. In fact, there, so he writes these stories where he's like <laughs> bragging about like <laughs> – Making his making like a Jewish teacher mad because he keeps saying "Hail Hitler," and he's just like a a, a gothic weirdo. I mean, you got to um, you got you got to wonder, you got to wonder what Hitler would have to say about this guy. <laughs> but I think this line. Sort of sums it up again. He like talks. He like tells this teacher, and when he writes, this post was inspired by libs of TikTok. So apparently he's a libs of TikTok and Tim Pool fan. 
hilarious. Again, like two of the most milk toast, like one a Jewish lady, the other the most most milk toast fence sitter the world has ever seen. They're treating it like this is indicative of the content that they cover. It's all totally absurd. But the end also, of who doesn't love libs of TikTok? Come who on. doesn't love? Well, yeah, the libs of TikTok don't. Come on. No, and so she he's talking about how he's like. He's like doing the Roman salute in class, and he's just like saying "Hail Hitler," and she and the te- this teacher is like getting mad at him. And uh, yeah, he just he just seems like an edgy weirdo. Also, you know, with AI these days, I covered yesterday the it's called Ames, the software that can make thirty thousand legitimate looking profiles that all interact with one another and are full of content going back years and you have to ask like how hard would it be for the intelligence agencies to fabricate a mass shooting these days would it would it be easy to tell that it was fake and if it was overtly fake if they did some sort of false flag that didn't even happen or like the Victims didn't even exist. They were just like created as as social media profiles. I'm not saying that's what happened here, but if that were to happen in the future, would anybody feel confident to stand up and point it out? Or would the threat of legal repercussions keep everybody just accepting the obviously false narrative? You have to wonder. But again, this uh, – he went by Psycho Vision 5, I guess, on this defunct – random russian social media outlet yeah so the the article the articles about this libs of tiktok appears to have inspired a social media post by texas mass shooter sure i'm sure that's what happened but he ends this post by saying pc teacher said it was tragic i was a hitler fan and that he was notoriously evil well i'm fans of all things evil right so he's like an edgy he's like a hot topic edgy gothic boy that was obsessed with Hitler because he loved evil and he thought Hitler was evil and he thought it was funny how much people got triggered over him being a Hispanic guy that liked uh, Hitler. In the meantime, Alan, Mass, Alan Mall mass shooting at least half of fatalities are people of Asian descent. Strange. But, you know, when you look at, for example, the video that we showed yesterday of the Operation Gladio operative explaining why they targeted innocents to drive people to the feeling of safety from the government, to get people to submit to the government by purposefully attacking women and children and other innocents. Nobody benefits from attacking innocents other than the government and the authoritarians. It's the only reason you would attack innocents is to drive people into the arms of the government. Let me take, we'll take a couple interpretations of this from some good Twitter users. Uh, Lewis University at I am Lewis U. Here's the narrative. Police immediately found the Texas shooter, Mauricio Garcia's profile on a dying, quote, Russian language social media site no one had ever heard of. Then the Texas cops, for some reason, leaked that story to the New York Times. That also happens to be the favorite source of intel agencies. Then a, quote, journalist for Bellingcat goes viral for his speculation that he found the account based on clues in the NYT story. He did this by searching for the man's birthday. Not sure who goes through all that effort to remain anonymous, but then uses his own birthday, as he apparently did. He confirmed 
confirmed it because the shooter apparently doxed himself over and over by taking photos of his own ID and speeding ticket, and that the shooter has Nazi tats, loves Nick Fuentes, and loves Tim Pool, and loves Tim's uh, libs of TikTok. By the way, the quote journalist also has an entire page on his website dedicated to promoting the government's actions in, U- in Ukraine. Does all this sound legit? Oh, well, it better if you question it, you know expect the lawyers to come knocking matt walsh says we haven't seen the trans shooters manifesto but within hours we see a post from the texas shooter declaring this post was inspired by libs of tiktok before launching into a diatribe that has nothing to do with libs of tiktok don't take any of this bs at face value don't worry matt i'm not Keith Woods, friend of the show, says there's always been neo-Nazis in South America that hold an ideology reflecting reflecting the complex racial situation there. They are not, quote, white nationalist. In any event, this guy had no connections to any political groups, mentioned libs of TikTok and Tim Pool as inspiration and celebrated the trans mass shooter. Does this sound like somebody motivated by radical ideology or mental illness? Liberty Lockdown with Clint Russell. He says, here's the truth. Mexican Nazi dude posting on a defunct Russian social media site with zero interaction that gets discovered by CIA front group Bellingcat that somehow labels libs of TikTok and Timcast as inspiration, despite them never advocating anything even close to what the alleged shooter would have been interested in. It just strikes me as the most BS of stories I've ever heard. I'm going to continue to dig. None of this makes any sense. I make zero apologies for my skepticism. We'll get into some more reactions to this and your phone calls on the other side. Stay with us, folks. Infowarsstore.com is where you go to support us in this mission to derive truth from the lies. Ladies and gentlemen, the truth, the solution is laying right there in front of you, hidden in plain view. Please listen to me in the next 60 seconds. If you go to Wikipedia, it has links to the UN Zone website where they admit the number one cause of cognitive disability in the world is iodine deficiency. The number one preventable cause of intellectual disability is lack of real pure iodine in the body as they bomb us with the bad halogens, bromine, bromide, chlorine, and so much more. Upwards of 2 billion people in a Lancet Medical Journal study in 2007 worldwide have cognitive disabilities because they don't have high quality iodine most iodine is bound to other elements you don't absorb it we have x3 all three types of the good iodine together that supercharges your body x3 is now back in stock at infowarsstore.com it's being sold out for over six months for 25 percent off x3 back in stock take action now infowarsstore.com infowars.com is tomorrow's news Today. Taking a record of the hearts and minds of the American people, it's the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. All right, folks, welcome back. You know, more information is coming out about this the shooter in Allen, Texas. Even the information that's coming out, the sources that provide that information are like, yeah, we're not really sure if any of this is legit or not. For example, one of the video, one of the photos that's been uh, spread around is this image uh, that I guess was on his profile of a guy with swastika, a swastika tattoo and, and lightning strike tattoos. And this is being spread around as being the shooter. But even the person that posted it, Eric Toller, says, I haven't checked if this is actually him in the picture. I assume he just posted it because he's a big swastika slash SS fan, and he has them all over the rest of his profile. So again, it's like, 
uh, you know, whatever. You know, no, no need to actually determine what the truth is. Just go ahead and report report the findings from the the Russian language defunct social media site as if it's real. And again, whether it's Clint from Liberty Lockpod or Matt Walsh, I mean, we're not in Kansas anymore. Let's just say we're not. Nobody is just buying the official story hook, line, and sinker like they would have done 10, 15 years ago. Everybody is looking at what comes out of the mainstream media and especially the mainstream media that's closely and historically related and intertwined with and controlled by the intelligence agencies as anything other than insight into what the intelligence agencies want to put forward. Because again, look at the way that the trans shooter who had a manifesto, they withheld that manifesto and continue to withhold that manifesto because they claim that it could inspire more violence. They're like, well, we can't show the manifesto. We don't want to inspire other people like this shooter to commit violence. But then they publish everything that the shooter in Allen, Texas did within like a couple hours. So weeks and weeks go by and no information about the trans shooter because they don't want to inspire you know, copycat violence. But when it comes to the mur- the, the a murder by the group that the intelligence agencies routinely tell us are the most dangerous, the number one threat to Americans, oh, you publish that information right away within hours. Don't even fact check it. Just put it out there. Publish it. Make sure it's spread as, as much as possible and make sure to use your CIA-associated media outlet to do so. So either they – like I, I mean I guess the only interpretation you can come out with is that like they don't want to inspire trans violence because then you're going to have a backlash to transgenderism and you're going to see the, the mental illness that it causes and the the violence that it inspires, and they don't want that messing up their drive towards, you know, a transhuman, transgender world. So we, we got to cover that up. But they really, really want more white supremacist violence to justify all of the measures that they're taking against the non-existent white supremacist violence. Right. So I guess they're publishing this information, knowing that it may inspire copycats, knowing that it may inspire more violence because that at least would serve their narrative and serve their agenda and give them the powers that they desire to disarm and eradicate the American people, specifically the white ones. So that's my interpretation of it. Otherwise, why are they publishing this stuff when they refuse to publish the transgender one? It doesn't make any sense. The redhead libertarian on Twitter says, so I'm clear on this. A Jewish lady uh, lives of TikTok and a milk toast fence sitter Tim Poole radicalized a Mexican neo-Nazi from a Russian website into slaughtering white Texans, according to the CIA operative who broke the story. Yeah. Elon Musk responded to that saying, very strange. Yes, very strange indeed. Kyle Becker said, so we have an Alan Mall shooting suspect who is a Hispanic man with white supremacist views and fresh Nazi tattoos who was so radicalized by fascist ideology that he shot and killed eight people and not one of them was black or Jewish. Interesting choice of victims for a neo-Nazi murderer. Yeah, interesting indeed. Now, all of this information from this Russian – it's called like OK.ru, I guess, the name of the social media site. I don't know. I don't know, but 
the person that published all of this is from a firm called Bellingcat. And in case you aren't aware of who Bellingcat is, here's a story from the Gray Zone in October of 21. Bellingcat funded by U.S. and U.K. intelligence contractors that aided extremists in Syria. And that's just one of many, many instances of Bellingcat being at the center of pushing forward the desired narrative of the intelligence agencies. Max Blumenthal notes the first name on the byline of this article is Eric Toller. That's the person I just showed you, the person who supposedly found all of this very legitimate and real and totally not AI-generated uh, content from uh, this Russian media site, Eric Toller. He's a lead member of the U.S.-U.K. government-sponsored Bellingcat, which shaped the information war aimed at destabilizing Syria. The New York Times coverage of Texaria, the leaker of the Pentagon uh, leaks, now, instead of being treated like a whistleblower who was exposing falsehoods from the mainstream media and the military-industrial complex was treated as a terrorist and hunted down with the help of the media. Just to remind you who we're talking about when we say Texaria. Uh, Tex, Texera. New York Times coverage of Texera is U.S. state propaganda masquerading as investigative journalism. And you can just see more headlines. Bellingcat funded by U.K. intelligence contractors that aided extremists in Syria. CIA sidekick gives $2.6 million to U.K. media groups, including Bellingcat. Uh, Elliot Higgins, people accuse me of working for the CIA, the founder of online investigative collective Bellingcat, talks about working with Alex, uh, Alexei Navalny, open source reporting in the trouble with cy- cyber miserableism. Uh, in other words, you know, the uh, spy that the intelligence agencies sent into Russia to try to start some sort of color revolution to dethrone Putin, uh, was working closely with Bellingcat. How Bellingcat launders national security state talking points into the press. That story by Alan McLeod from Mint Press News. So again, you've got this CIA-funded intelligence agency-associated media group publishing all of this information that makes as little sense as you can possibly imagine. And that's the latest uh, from that. Mexican Nazis. Who knew? Who knew? I'm sorry if I just find it hilarious, the image of a uh, somebody throwing the Nazi salute in a luchador mask. Like you see <laughs> a lot of – I mean I thought it was a meme. I thought, that, I thought it was all a joke. Are there really – there are really Mexican Nazis, huh? They really exist and they do um, – they do like, like luchador, like professional wrestling matches with like big swastikas on the ring. It's so weird. <laughs> it's so bizarre. Yeah, there you go. You know what I – you know, does, it, does the ADL know about this? Do, are they aware of this? I mean, you know, we're a melting pot and everything, but this might be a little bit too much to bear. I, I mean if there are Mexican Nazis, I think we need to shut down the border until we figure out what's going on here. I think the right thing to do is to just shut the border right now, have zero people cross until we can figure out what to do with the Mexican Nazis. We can't have Nazis coming in. Let's shut down the border immediately because of the mexican nazis i think we can all get on board on that somebody call the adl tell them that they've they've got work to do of course i say that as a joke i said on on twitter and it went semi-viral yesterday but you know that they could shut the border down right you know that 
if if it was really discovered that there were like a hundred Nazis in the seventy thousand people trying to cross the border in the next few days, that I mean, without irony, without the slightest hint of reservation. They would shut the border. It would be like nobody's crossing. Nobody's getting across. It's absolutely shut down because they can. I mean it's just – it's a matter of choice. So they're choosing to leave the border open and let everybody come across. But you know, you know that if it was Nazis coming across the border, it would be shut down like tomorrow. And all of the people who now will call you a Nazi for wanting to shut the border would be totally on board with it, would see no irony, would just be like, well, we just got to shut the border. We just got to shut this. It's totally shut down. Nobody's coming across, not a single person, uh, because, you know, we got to figure this out. Priorities, people. Priorities. No, they, they would shut the border immediately, and everybody would be not just fine with it, in support of it. I'm a humble person, and I want to say that I'm just a man, but I'm not just a man. Just like you. No matter what color you are, whether you're a man or a woman, you were made by the creator of the universe who had a plan for you, who has a destiny for you. That's why the system hates you and fears you. That's why they hate me. It's because the spirit I carry is one of justice and truth and courage and honor and will and love. My friends, the enemy's coming after me, not because I'm a loser, but because I'm a winner. They're coming after you, not because you're a bad person, because you're a good person. Because you love God and God loves you. And so I signed up for this. I signed up for this fight. And I'm not a victim. I'm an overcomer. But I can't fight this fight without you. That's why I want you to always remember that I appreciate you and I thank you. Because InfoWars is your fight. InfoWars is your baby. It's the thing you built. We did this together. So God bless you all. Let's keep fighting. Please give me one minute of your time. Please write this down and please go look this up. It will change your life. The UN admits, and the Lancet Medical Journal admits, that upwards of 2 billion people have mental disabilities and declining cognitive abilities. The term they use is intellectual disability because of lack of iodine. Most iodine in the environment is bound to other elements so your body can't absorb it. Only pure iodine can really be absorbed right into the cells. And InfoWarsStore.com has the only iodine out there that actually has this type of full effect. Ladies and gentlemen, X3's been sold out for six months. It's very hard to produce, and it's finally back in stock. In fact, I was just taking some before I shot this ad. This, ladies and gentlemen, is powerful. You and your family need it. It's 25% off back in stock. X3, try iodine exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com. Take action now, but regardless, research this info. Listening to the American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, folks, your calls today. We've had to do some rearranging of the schedule, so we won't be able to take your calls uh, for as long as possible, uh, as long as normal today, although. Uh, we'll be joined by Laura Loomer in the third hour, uh, just for the first half. So we'll take your calls in the second half of the next hour. But in the meantime, let's go out to your calls. I want to get calls from the people who want to talk about what uh, happens, what's happening in Plainview, Texas. Hashtag hidden in Plainview is the story. And then we'll go to Simon in Florida to get a breakdown of what's going on in Pakistan as the former PM has been arrested. Let's go first to Christopher in New York, who wants to talk about that poor little girl in Plainview, Texas. Thanks for calling in, Christopher. Uh, I think Biden. 
Christopher, are you there? Okay, the thing where they could up, they could put the. All right, I don't think he's uh, paying attention right now. We'll go to um, Hammer Hardy in Florida. Hammer Hardy, thank you for calling in. You're on the air. Harrison, good morning. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, first, sir, I want to thank you for adding another Harrison Smith baby to the world, sir. You are doing a service. I want more Harrison Smith babies in the world. It's my pleasure, second. sir. <laughs> uh, second. So uh, with that, with that sexual assault, um, I'm just at at this point in 2023. I'm wondering why people even still have their kids in public schools. I mean, I remember back in 2019 when I was first learning about this, I was interviewing parents where they were talking about how the schools were teaching their kids that if their parents wouldn't buy them sex toys, they could use they could go to the grocery store and buy vegetables. And to you know, here's a yeah, yeah. Uh, I've got a video of it. <laughs> I interviewed some parents about that. I mean, it's just, it's been going on for so long. I remember when I first, I remember when I first started talking to parents about taking their kids out of school back in 2012, when they were um, introducing Common Core around the country. Um, And I'm just like, I'm wondering what it's going to take. How much is it going to take for parents to realize that you can't beg a tyrannical government to stop being tyrannical? I I don't know what it's going to take. Yeah, I mean, the problem is that it's not a possibility for a lot of people. And while, you know, somebody, you know, maybe we can take our kids out and have them homeschooled or, you know, maybe people can afford to send kids to private school. You know, I also care about the people that can't afford that, that, you know, parents who have to work, they can't homeschool, they they can't afford a private school. I mean, what options are less left for them? Public school is no, there's, is the resource. But, you know, it. Why why should an average American person have to, you know, go through all of that extra work just to deal with doing this, you know, just to deal with uh, well, trying, Harrison, to, trying to avoid being attacked? I just, I just think I think I think you're right. I, you know, I think you're right that like sending your kid to public school is really a, a throw of the dice at this point as to whether they make it out of there sane or not. I, I agree with that. I just think the answer is what people are doing, and it is happening behind the scenes. In fact, I had a story about it today. I don't have it in front of me, but uh, the Patriot parents, the the Patriot moms group that's taking over school districts and like making major changes. I mean, people are are noticing now what's happening in schools, and they're getting on the school boards and they're making changes in the positive direction. And state governments across the country are passing laws to eliminate the pornography and this sort of stuff. I mean, they snuck it all in when nobody was paying attention except for us, and we, we were talking about it at the time. But you know, they were able to get a lot of this stuff in place, uh, and people are finally waking up to it and actually fighting back and, and getting it out of the schools. I just... I just don't think we need to surrender our school system to these people, and I don't think – so I don't know. I mean you're between a rock and a hard place, right? You don't want to have to take on the burden of removing your kid from school. You also don't want to send your kid to school to have them you know, indoctrinated into this crap. So I mean I think you're between a rock and a hard place. I just think the right answer is to not withdraw from the school district but collectively take over the school district, get rid of these bad people, get rid of the bad – institutions and i mean it goes all the way up to the top and a lot of these teachers speaking from experience my mom being an elementary school teacher and having to go to like teacher trainings where they're instructed on how to do this that's an aspect of the plainview uh, school 
issue as well that some of the things that were being done were like the teachers are instructed to do this. These are the instructions coming from on high. These are the groups and it's all you know national leftist influence groups that are funded by billionaires that come into school districts and are told – All the teachers are told these are the authorities. These are the people that know what's best. Listen to them and do as they say or you'll be fired or suffer disciplinary action. So you know, we have to replace those people. We have to get into positions of power in the school district and expel this poison from the school district for the sake of everybody, not just people that can afford to take their kids out of it. Uh, Final word, Hammer Hardy? Yeah, I was going to say that um, you know the the most effective way to do that is by pulling the kids out of school because when a school loses a, a significant number of kids, they lose a massive amount of funding, which means they have to start firing teachers or shutting down the school. So instead of going through this long process, like take this little girl that was sexually assaulted, what happened? Now she's got to go back to the same class where she was sexually assaulted? No, take the kids out of school, make the school, fire the teachers, fire the principal, and then you don't send your kids back until they put the right kind of people in or get rid of that disgusting sexualized curriculum. It's yeah. very it's very quick and it's very effective. You know, I think we need I think we need a, a major I mean, I don't know how you do it exactly, but I legitimately think only people with kids should be able to have any say over the education system whatsoever. Again, I always refer back to that protest that we attended where they were implementing the sex ed curriculum in Austin and Against the sex ed curriculum were all of the parents and the grandparents and the siblings and the families with the kids in school. They didn't want the sex education, but they were opposed by the literal castrati, like the the transgender sterilized people who will never have children, and yet they get a bigger say in what your children are taught than you do. So I don't know if we need like a new electoral system where like if you're voting for you know school administration or you're voting in anything that has to do with education or anything that has to do with children at all, you don't get a say unless you have children. If you have children, you are a parent. I think you can be trusted to want what's best for your children. There are the occasional insane parents that, you know, don't have that, you know, normal process of, of caring about their children and wanting what's best for them. I get that. There are, you know, single mothers that take their kids to drag queen shows we've seen it quite a bit but i think they're vastly outnumbered by just the normal parents that wants what's best for their children why they should have to contend with and have to fight with and actually be overridden by people who literally despise children will never have children have castrated themselves so that they don't ever have children and explicitly say we hate your innocence we hate your uh you know, we, we think that, that you keeping children innocent is abusing them and we are going to free them from your tyrannical grasp of Christianity and morality and we're going to uh, destroy your children's innocence. I mean, it's literally what this person said to me at this uh, event and she was allowed, he slash she, whatever, was allowed to shut down the entire event, silence the actual parents and then get the sex ed passed. Yeah, there's something majorly wrong with that and uh, I don't know how we do it, but maybe – if you don't have kids, you don't get a say in how the education system works. Maybe we need some sort of new electoral system in that regard. Thank you for that call, Hammer Hardy. Um, Simon in Florida, if you can hang on. Again, we're still moving things around. Uh, Laura Loomer is on the ground there uh, in Washington, D.C. at this elect- election summit. Uh, so we're actually going to go to her at 1030. So we're going to have another 30 minutes after this break to go to your calls. I'll go to Simon in Florida so we can get the full breakdown of what's going on in Pakistan on that side. Uh, let's go in the meantime to Travis in New Hampshire who wants to talk about a Ryan 
a, a podcast of some sort. Uh, Travis, you're on the air. What's, what do you got for me? Yes, sir. It's um, the Sean Ryan show. He, he's uh, got a podcast. He's actually a na- retired Navy SEAL. Um, no, I'm so, uh, shoot, I'm, I'm sort of losing you. We're, we're having bad luck with connections today. Uh, Sean Ryan podcast. Travis, are you there? Yeah, I got you. I'm sorry. Is that any better? Yeah, go ahead. We got about a minute left. Yeah, just real quick. The uh, Sean Ryan show. He does like a podcast similar to Joe Rogan. He's a ex Navy SEAL, but he just recently released a podcast where he has a a guy on who's an ex uh, hacker, but he actually helps um, get the evidence on these child predators and stuff. And it was just a real good show. Not many people. You guys are one of the only ones who actually like advocate against the stuff that's going on. Well, that was a pretty good show and I'm surprised it's still on YouTube, but all right, I'll check uh, out the Sean, it. The Sean Ryan show. I will check. I will check that out folks. Uh, we're closing out the second hour here. Thank you for the call. Travis, we'll take more of your calls on the other side. I do want to remind you to go to infowarsstore.com to support us and support yourself. The information is free. We ask and beg and implore and plead uh, and uh, plead Please send this information around, but also, importantly, support us in whatever way that you can. It's not just supporting us, supporting yourself as well. Survival Shield X3 is now back in stock. Nascent iodine, incredibly powerful. You're not going to know what it will do for you until you try it for yourself. And you'll see what it's been like missing that incredible iodine for all your life. Get it now. Survival Shield X3, back in stock on discount, InfoWarsStore.com. We'll be back with the third hour of American Journal. Don't go anywhere. They decided to not perp walking, not put him in handcuffs, not do a mugshot because they knew that that would help Trump. Didn't they know this would backfire? We were waiting for the mugshot. We learned today they wouldn't have it, so we've made our own. And it says political prisoner with an image of President Trump. The shirt is being printed now in Texas. It'll be shipping out to you in one week. Political prisoner with Trump on the front there in a mugshot jail background. It's a fundraiser shirt. It says Infowars.com on the back of the shirt. We also have Alex Jones for president. No, I'm not running for president. It's a really nice navy blue, high quality shirt. Red, white, and blue. Alex Jones for president. 2024, it's a fun conversational piece and a limited edition shirt. Great way to fund the operation. So get your Alex Jones for President and Trump mugshot shirts at InfoWarsStore.com or by calling toll-free 888-253-3139. 